0: i Jay Benjamin on CliffCentral.com Clif on a Thursday afternoon, Uh another edition of Between Two Femmes over the next hour or so. But today I am flying without my partner in crime, Aspasia Karas. Um, she's in Australia because, you know, Aspasia, she just does that. Like one day she gets up in the morning and then she just goes. She jet sets and either she's in Mauritius or Australia or the Bahamas. It's a very exotic life but i'm not alone this afternoon i'm very very happy and excited to welcome my guest the very talented and exquisitely beautiful terry peto hello is joining me this afternoon <laughs> over the next hour or so um, so we'll chat um we'll get to know each other if that's okay with you terry and no, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming in this afternoon well thank you for having me you did mention to me that you are feeling a bit under the weather, though. You're feeling a bit sick. Yeah. um
1: Yeah. The past two days have been really rough. Oh, and, dear. Uh, I'll get better. It's just flu. Yeah. You know, I'm not dying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does kind of suck, though, having the flu in hot weather, hot temperature, don't you think?
1: I think it's one of the
0: most boring thing, being <laughs> sick. <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm bored out of my mind because I'm like, can I just get better and move on with my life? Because yeah. there's,
1: like, work to be done.
0: Well, um as I mentioned, I'm very excited to be talking to you this afternoon. Among many other things, you know, everybody is loving you on the third season of Rockville, which is such a big and popular show and everybody's loving it and everybody's loving you, of course. Um, you know, we do know you a lot from your acting career and mm-hmm. all the the big work, the projects that you've done. You've done international movies, you've done international soapies, you've got you've done a lot of local productions. I mean, you have really worked your way up in in, in the industry. Um, I try. Um, it's <laughs> it's
1: it's it's been amazing. Um, a lot of highlights. Yeah. Um, I have to say, in the past um, eleven years or so, yeah. and um, I I think I'm in a good space as 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 a person, more than anything, which helps make everything much much easier. Yeah. Even when people are not happy, you know, with uh, whether performance or choices that I make, um, I'm you know okay to like look back and be like, okay, was. The anything I could have done better. If yes, then uh, on the next one I try and improve myself.
0: Well, that's a very good um, attitude to have, I think. And it's interesting that you say that you you know you 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 love th- the person that you've become, and you're proud of the mm-hmm. person that you've become. And that's exactly you know what I want to talk about today is getting to know the person. As I said, a lot of us from the outside get to know Terry, the the actress. Um, for example, where you grew up. Um where where's home for Tirupet? Where were you born?
1: Um, I was born Gosebuing, yeah, uh, in the Val, and I grew up in everton mm-hmm. and um I spent most of my childhood in Everton. then we moved to uh Didier. Um, I don't know if you know that <laughs> it's in the Val as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm I'm from the and I moved to Soweto um, 12 years ago to pursue, um, you know, acting. Yeah, and yeah. But people think I'm from Soweto because that's where I was discovered, and um, that's where I met a lot of people in the industry. But um, actually, imwanya na Koval.
0: Have you always wanted to be an actress though, or did you, was that kind of a, a thing that happened along the way, or did, were you this little girl thinking this is exactly what I want to do?
1: Um, to be honest, I mean, it's always been a doom of mine. But um, as a young girl, you get influenced and inspired by a lot of things around you. And I never had like um, a reference when it comes to acting, uh, anyone from my family or people that I knew. Yeah. It came from uh, my grandmother being an amazing storyteller and oh. uh, making up all these stories and you see all these characters and you want to be these characters. I think it came from that. But I never had anyone like, oh, my cousin who's done this and this and this. Yeah. And my, my mom was very nervous about it because um there aren't you know a lot of good stories about you know people in the entertainment industry yes. where they end up yeah obviously yeah. she wanted something that is more stable you know be a teacher uh, have your salary at the end of the month and be a good person and yeah but i've always known that um there was something inside of me that was very special like i knew you know from a very young age and you can't even uh, put words and be like I knew I would end up here, but like I knew there was something special about me, and um, when I mean, as much as I'm grateful, but I'm not surprised with you know some of the stuff that has happened in my life. I feel like I, I
0: asked for it. Um, you know, there's a saying that you've got to fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. You, you've you almost got to believe something before it becomes a reality and it happens for you. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you're what you're describing? What you're talking about is that you knew that. I mean, you weren't quite sure how it was going to happen, but you've always known that you'd be destined for greatness.
1: Yeah, but, and and it's not even faking it, you know, Mm. you know, it's not faking anything. It's believing that voice inside of you that says you, there's something special about you and just pursue your dream and see where that takes you. And I mean, I'd like to believe even if I had like, you know, finished my studies and, you know, uh, became like a computer, um, whatever, (laughs) like, you know, maybe I would have developed one of the biggest, um, apps or whatever. I would have been successful there. I would like to believe,
0: <laughs> you know, you know, no, you know what? I like that. I like that because, you know, there are a lot of people who are almost afraid to say that out loud. I don't know if it's because they're thinking, oh, well, in case it doesn't work out. But I think that that kind of thinking and that, you know, you train your mind and your brain mm-hmm. to, to prepare you for success. And then in, in that way, success is inevitable. It's going to come Absolutely. for you. So Absolutely. that's really refreshing to hear. But now let's talk about then when you moved to Soweto, because mm-hmm. you you say that you were discovered in Soweto. How did that all come about?
1: Um I was obviously chasing the dream mm-hmm. and um and I was studying computer system at the time, so I had to drop out because, you know, financial reasons and yeah. uh, and acting has always been one of the things that I wanted to do. I mean, I even started my little group in high school because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't study drama. And we So you have, started
0: a, a drama group?
1: Uh, yeah, me and my friends will. like...
0: <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I mean, you know, if, if if nobody else is going to do it for you, then do it yourself, yeah. right? Yeah, and
1: so... It, it's something that I always known that I would love to, you know, be part of this world. Um, and, and, and also it's like a beautiful way of, um, escaping your reality, mm. you know, just being someone else and where you are untouchable and you can do whatever you want to do. And you are that person embodying someone else, mm. like, you know, taking words and giving them life and just forgetting about yourself at that moment. Yeah. There's something beautiful about it and empowering as well so um yeah and it's something that i've always known like okay this is where i would like to end up whether i finish school or not this is where i would like to end up and um and and at the time like my mom was like uh, okay whatever just you know <laughs> be safe and i moved to Soweto uh the idea was to study at the market theater lab and um i got there and the like auditions are only in september october so come back in mm-hmm. like you know a year or so Which was like a no for me, and I don't take no (laughs) very well. Well, yeah,
0: that's, you know what, that's that's a good thing to do, is to not take (laughs) no. Like, there must be
1: something else. And uh, then I was introduced to a, you know, group of theatre practitioners. I can't say that word, say it for me. Practitioners? Yes, that.
0: I I have the same trouble with um, anesthetic. Anaesthet- anesthetics. Oh, God, I hate yes. that word. But anyway, that's <laughs> that's beside the point.
1: Yeah, so I met um uh Positive Art Society and uh I joined the group, and uh, they were teaching drama for free, and they were um, just a group of hungry um, thespians that want to teach and um, give back to the community, and I so happened
0: to be one of them. And so while I was there,
1: Munin came, and I was discovered.
0: So essentially, you, I mean, would you say that you got your, sort of your theater education from, you know... The, the thespians who were prepared to give up of their time because we were talking to, um, Karen van der Lach this mm-hmm. morning on the Gareth Cliff Show. She's more popularly known for the role of Maggie in yes, yes, I know, Karen. And, um, you know, she was saying that. She's she, in my movie, by the way. Oh, she's in your yes. movie. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> Yeah, we'll great. talk about that no, later. We'll, yeah, no, we'll definitely <laughs> talk about that later. But, you know, she was saying that, um, it's, it's difficult getting into interacting in this country because, you know, one of the first humps that you deal with is that a lot of people don't get the opportunity to go and get that formal training for acting. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, through what you've just described here, it it sounded like it was a bit of a, of a struggle for you, even though you wouldn't take no for an answer, but you know, it wasn't easy.
1: No, no, it wasn't easy for me. It was, um, I, I I understood that um, if I want to take this seriously, there has to be some kind of training. And because I couldn't afford the formal training doesn't mean I have to sit down and wait. Uh, It's, you know, looking for alternative methods and, um, and and for me, uh, Positive Art Society was that yeah. Where um, you still Learn as much as you can with people that Know more than you And uh, you understand that this is an industry That, you know, in your career and your livelihood One day, so you can't just take it For granted, and one of the things That were instilled um, You know, by Positive Art Society was um, This is one of The cheapest industries, and we have to protect It, mm. uh, because anyone Can just wake up and you know be an actor but you can't wake up and go and do surgery and you know yeah <laughs> you want to be a doctor if you feel like you want to be a doctor today yeah. so how do we make sure that we are different from the rest how do we you know uh, make sure that uh, we understand that fame and fortune is a byproduct? um so for me that was you know great from like onset I knew that and I then I did com- uh, well a lot of community theater, and I did a lot of uh, industrial theater as well. Where there's no clothes and lamb, you have to, you know, work with you know whatever that you have. If uh, this is your prop, you make the most of this. Yeah, and yeah. You you just tell a story, and yeah, with as much with respect as much as possible.
0: Now, what do you make of the lack of uh, support and the lack of funding that mm-hmm. the arts in this country gets? You know, you, you we look at acting, you look at dancing, you know, you look at the different forms of the arts. And really, they, they don't get a lot of support and a lot of funding. Um, I mean, it it must be a, a bit frustrating considering that the arts could do so much to benefit this country. You know, you look at Oscar-nominated movies like Totsi, for example, mm-hmm things like that that put us on the map. You look at a country like Nigeria, where Nollywood for them has become like the second biggest contributor of their economy. Uh, When, when is South Africa going to get it right with the arts here at home? Um, hmm,
1: That's a a tough question um, because I don't have the answers. Mm. I just have hopes and dreams. Um, I I hope that um, with the, you know, the success of some of the actors, and some of the films, people will start to realize that, that we can actually invest in this industry. Mm. And I think uh, it's important for actors to to understand um, that this is business as well. You know, run your your career as if you're running a company. And if you don't have that, find someone that you can work with that can, um, you know, help you so that you do not, you know, just depend on um, the call that you get from your agent. Uh, most actors don't have managers mm. in this country yeah. you know like you need a manager to run your yourself as a business uh, or the brand that's the easiest way of saying it yeah. like how do you um, make what your talent um you know a, a profitable Brand and yourself as an actor, a bankable one, not just an actor, but a bankable actor. That when people say Terry Pitt will be part of this film, uh, investors are like, oh, yes, we know that, you know, there'll be bonds on seats and we'll make money out of it. Yeah. Uh, those are some of the things. I also feel like if we support each other as as uh, support one another, you know, be each other's cheerleaders, build stars, only stars will put bonds on seats. Only stars, you know, make uh, profitable movies. Mm, uh, mm. Will Smith is one of the biggest stars, you know, in the world. Yeah. Because um, he had, you know, he's got a team that's working behind that, you know. And sometimes it doesn't, like, talent has nothing to do with it. It's uh, understanding the business of the industry mm. and what works and what doesn't work. And if we have stars, then... You know, people start to put on money and we just need to support each other. I think the problem that we have is that uh, we, we always build these ceilings for people. Like you've done enough, sit down, give others a chance. And we don't reach our full potential.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a good point. Well made. I'm talking to Terry Petra this afternoon. If you'd like to get involved in the conversation, you can call us 861 You can send a message uh, straight through to WeChat, to Cliff uh Cliff Central, that's the account that you can send the message to, or you can tweet us at CliffCentral com. Um let's let's talk about let's talk about um the differences between you know the Hollywoods of the world, the international acting environment scenes uh scenes and here at home. And I want to begin with a favorite topic of discussion that people like to get into. Mm-hmm. When a movie like uh Nelson Mandela, Long Walk to Freedom gets made. You know, a lot of South Africans feel very strongly that they shouldn't be an Idris Elba in the main role. They should be a South African actor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, people will say, yeah, but, you know, is it going to be an international blockbuster movie? You know, the Idris Elba guarantees X number of ticket sales, whereas maybe a lesser known South African actor won't bring in as many ticket sales. Um, you know, if the director is is from the u k then he has the right to cast any person he sees fit, let's talk about all of that because that is an ongoing debate, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. uh, where um you know if if a, if a story gets told about us south africans, South Africans mm-hmm. feel feel very strongly, then then South Africans should be in those roles, in the big roles. Mm-hmm. What do you think?
1: Oh, I think it's a universal problem, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's not just South Africans you yeah. find Americans that are like, "Idris is British." Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, why does he yeah. get all the American roles? Um, I think talent should just be talent, and um, and it should cross all the borders. Um, if there's an opportunity for me to play Michelle Obama, uh, I'm sure my people will be rooting for me. Yeah. Um, and number two, um, yes, you. You have to ask those questions. Who is funding the film? Where is this film going? Um, the money people, remember, the money people are not the artists. The money people are not people that are. Um uh, passionate about the, the 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 frames and the shot and the lighting and you know those you know <laughs> those are people that say does this make business sense yeah um, it's all
0: about the, the zeros for uh-huh. them it's
1: all about the zeros for them and um going back to you know my previous point if we have stars that we support and we you know you know we we say this is Tony Korojo is one of the biggest stars and yeah. we all support that we make sure that Tony Korojo is seen in that light with the Idris Alba, with mm. the Naomi Harris with the Denzel Washington if we do that then the world will know that um, you know there is a Tony Korojo so when there's a big film they'll definitely consider that person but if we don't market our talent enough um, I mean you go all over the world um People know our country, how beautiful our country is. Mm. And uh, Cape Town is one of the best locations in the world for people to come shoot. That's why so many commercials and films and TV productions, um, you know, are being shot in Cape Town. Um, Who's selling talent? Who's telling these people that we have talent? Mm. That's, you know, that's Mm. what we should be focusing on Mm. instead of. You know, demanding like no, you have to do take a local person. Sometimes it's not a local production; it's happened to be a local story.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I said, it is an ongoing um, discussion, and you know, very often you find yourself arguing with people because people are so, you know, they're so adamant Mm -hmm. in this thing of if it's a South African story. I mean, if we're so
1: passionate about those, you know, having local people. tell stories, South Africans tell South African stories, then we should put money and we should do those stories. We shouldn't wait for outsiders to come and fund so that we can fight.
0: Well, this is a thing. We need to empower ourselves. We then need to be telling those stories ourselves instead of international Mm -hmm. investors coming in and saying, we wanted to tell your story. Um, I want to talk about the time that you spent in L.A., um, among other places. I'm sure you've been to a lot of different places all over the world. But um, there was there was a, a time in your life where you did go over to L.A. and you spent... H- how long were you in L.A. for? Um, I was back and forth um, before,
1: because I also had responsibilities here and, you know, um, yeah. work stuff. Yeah. And um, since 2009 to... I mean, I still go back and forth, but, um, I would say two years where I was like, um, so
0: you weren't based in LA that entire time you were doing a lot of time. No, I, I, I couldn't be there permanent because
1: I had, you know, um, engagements that mm. I had to, you know, and obligations and other things that I had to do here. So, and that's why I never really owned that. Like I live there. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I'll be there for four months
0: and then be home for like a month or two and then go back. Well, um, were there any differences that shocked you upon your arrival where you were just comparing, like, the LA way of doing things and acting and then the, the here way of doing things and acting where you thought, gosh, this is just so foreign to me. It's just so different. These people are weird. Were there any,
1: <laughs> no, you no, know, first Were there time any
0: things that jumped um, out at you where you're like, yo, this place is just, it's a jungle. It's crazy out here.
1: Well, um, beside the fact that everyone sounds the same and it's so, like, Painful to listen to. <laughs> oh my God! Like okay, <laughs> you know. But after some time, your ear will just adjust to that. Yeah. Um, no, but it was. Uh, it's it's tough being in um, one industry city where everyone is doing the same thing. Mm. It's, it's it's impossible to even make friends because then people be nice to you if they think there's something they can get from you. Yeah. So those are like little challenges, but things that never. Really had an impact on me personally Yeah um, I was fortunate that um, I had friends In the industry uh, Gavin Hood was You know One of the first people I had dinner with You know when I was there
0: When you arrived yeah <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: uh, Philip Noyce you know one of my good friends and mentor um, I had people that I'd met Before when I was doing Sotsi mm. Tour and everything so I had friends And I was with you know my BFF as well i Paul Brescia and you know, so th- it was easy for us to navigate because we we weren't there looking for 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 fame and fortune. For me, I wanted. For me, it was a fact finding mission more than anything. Oh, is it? Yeah. What were you? I mean, what kind of research were
0: you doing, if I may ask? Like, <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I never studied formally, and. um and I've always known that education, the best education you can give yourself is traveling. So if you travel, that's like the best thing you can ever do for yourself. So it was, um, and I'm passionate about this industry, but passion is not enough. Mm. Um, I don't have time to go to visit and drama. I drama. Mean, my movie just won an Oscar. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know you, I, mean? I mean? you're kind of busy you know? right now. You know, a lot of you know, things are like, happening. Yeah, stuff is happening. Um, but, you know, how do I improve myself? How do I... Um, make sure that this thing is legit in a way mm. um, it's going to the Mecca of this industry that I care about and finding out what do people do different hmm. and yeah and that's what I did and I took classes I went to school I was a student um and I I yeah I made friends I just made it my you know my my home away from home and um, and at the time, um, you know, given us like maybe we should get a green card so that, you know, um, for work related stuff. And I wasn't interested in because I didn't want to relocate. Weren't yet. you? No, 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 really, because I for me, I was like, um, you have to understand yourself. You have to know okay. who you are.
0: OK, because, you know, a lot of a lot of people in the arts in this country, you know, whether they're musicians or actors, you um, for them the opportunity to go to hollywood seems like this glamorous big mm-hmm. thing that could be you know that one thing that that helps them to make it big you know ever so often you hear stories of musicians and actors living here trying to go and make it overseas mm-hmm. and you you know usually they go to to hollywood because that's you know that's considered to be the the top place mm-hmm. to make it in mm-hmm. but you saying that no that was i mean you didn't view it that way
1: no i wanted to understand the engine behind Hollywood. Okay. And I wanted to, uh, what does it take? And, and when you know yourself, you know, your strengths, you know, where you can excel. And one thing that made me feel special or, you know, and that made me special in, in, in Hollywood was being African. And yeah. Being South African. yeah. And I didn't want to lose that. And I knew that my success will come with me being African, not me. Cause when you're there, then I have to like, you know, learn the accent and, you know, and, play American, yes. you know, like you have to sort of lose your identity in a way to become a sponge whatever that comes your way, you have to, you know absorb and be that person mm. and I think, yeah I just wanted to hold on to my um, Africanness, yeah. ness my South African-ness and what happened was I got, you know um, my first offer Yeah. Uh, wh- I wasn't even looking when I got the Bold and the Beautiful and I was playing a South African and Okay Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, 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 But I mean uh, How What was that like How long did that last That whole b- Bolder than beautiful uh, it, Period in your life It's
1: a reoccurring role So um, We did six episodes Yeah Initially t- t- 2011 And then I was there um, In 2012 as well So I mean I have a relationship With these people Like okay I'll be in town uh, For this X amount of time And then I did more episodes You know So even now If I Like okay I'll be in LA for four months I can just let them know in time And if there's Okay. A sick person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I did not know that. So yeah. basically, you know, you, I mean, you could very well be doing Bold and the Beautiful for X number of years to come. As long as you, you know, you're there and yes. you feel like it, yes. you'll just oh, get well, in touch with them.
1: Well, and yeah, Hopefully, <laughs> if that's what I want. I okay. it's okay, an option. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, when the whole, when the whole Oscar win happened with the movie Zouzi and then all of a sudden, you know, um, you went from maybe just a, like a, a, a certain number of people knowing you to now everybody. To nobody knowing me.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, then in your own words, to nobody knowing you and now yes. everybody knows you. Uh-huh. But not only that, uh-huh. now everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody wants to be seen with you. They want to be photographed with you in magazines. They want to be seen with you out at, at functions. People all of a sudden want to talk to you. Ish what (laughs) mentally what does that do to a person when you go from nobody knowing you and then everybody wanting a piece of you everyone um
1: it can be overwhelming and it can be exciting Mm. and um and it can be one of the saddest and most depressing thing because then you just become a property that belongs to everyone and so if 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 you don't know who you are, if you don't know yourself, if you maybe young as well, mm-hmm. um, you were young, weren't you? I mean, well, not that young. I was like hmm, 20. 20 well, I did so when I was twenty-two. Oh, well, that's mm-hmm. young.
0: I mean, that's um, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that's young. I mean, okay, yes. now that I'm in my yeah thirties, I'm like oh yeah. I, I mean, yes, at, at twenty-two, yes. you know,
0: you're you're a young woman, but you know, you're still young. Yeah, but like the good thing was what
1: I was saying earlier, the training where I knew that, um, I'm only starting. Mm. And for me, my start is like, you know, you have a grand entrance to the industry and it's, it comes with a lot of pressure because now, um, you, you just move from the comfort zone and, you know, from just being you and your friends goes away to later Theatre and Pomonanti yeah. now to being, uh, this person that actually the world will decide who they want you to be
0: and and then and then are you finding yourself constantly trying to fight that thing of they want you to be something but you know who you are and you know who you want to be it sounds mm-hmm. like there's a constant battle there and it 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 can be a a bit of a dangerous place to be and, in it can
1: be and that's why people's like oh she changed after oh, you know after her famous yeah. oh, that's you know because yeah. it can happen yeah. it, it it can happen um uh, for me i mean i i think it helps to be boring <laughs> because you avoid love They're like oh, I don't want to go I'm bored is I'm that, tired is, is that um, how you would describe yourself as um, boring no <laughs> <laughs> my actions some of my actions are boring um, but not yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um, I, I mean I just um, I, I just knew that I don't want to be part of that world I, you know, um, I was aware of all this nice things, the, all the offers, all the, you know, invitations, and, um, and I just went back to my shell and, and I was lucky that I started working hard. So, you know, I had, I didn't have time to go out and party and be at every opening of any, you know, whatever. Um, I had TV shows, I had films that I was doing. So.
0: Did you have a, a support? base or group of people that you've trusted since day one that you know that you surrounded yourself w- with around that time when because it's so easy for people to want something from you and then mm-hmm. to take advantage of you mm-hmm. um so did you have that support base of people and are they uh, you know are those people still there today
1: oh yeah um, um one of my best friends and like he's my sister now uh, we you know we met gosovo to first day and we became friends we yeah. had you know common goals and common dreams and that um that was you know made the the relationship and the friendship to work mm. and um I mean you meet a couple of people along the way some will you know I'll be there for a season or whatever reason, and uh, some will stay. And um, and I have to say, I've met amazing people even after the fame. And because some people are like, no, you have to stick with the friends that you've had forever. It doesn't always work. The friends who
0: were there before the fame. Is that exactly, what they say? Yeah.
1: exactly. There are those friends mm-hmm. that were there before, and there are friends that you know we grew apart because we had different lives, and uh, maybe I changed to them, maybe they changed to me life happens and mm. um, there are friends that I met you know as and you know yeah. and are still my friends even today and yeah I'm, I mean it's 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 the kind of people you attract as well yeah that will tell if those they are not so if you want the, to be seen with the hottest people at the time then you have to keep recasting mm.
0: do you ever deal with um with jealousy, the more successful you become? Because, you know, it is a a very competitive industry. And, you know, it's the kind of industry where if Terry Petro gets something that I wanted for myself, I might Mm. not necessarily be happy happy for Terry. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How do you deal with that industry? Not hatred, but, you know, that that whole industry, like, competitive thing where people are not, you know, they're, they're jealous of you. And, you know, because you're being more successful than they are. Are they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just assuming.
1: It's a natural, you know, um, a thing for people to be jealous. Mm. And um, if you're going to be consumed by what people think of you, or what people say about you, and that defines uh, who you are, then you have a problem. Uh, whether it's praises or people are criticizing, I always try, take everything with a pinch of salt and I will look at, the, you know, like, okay, is this sincere or not? Mm. Is it, you know, coming from a good place? Okay, fuck you very much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like that, okay? <laughs> eh? Like
1: yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, but like, if, it, like, I've never had anyone come and scratch my face because they don't like me. I've had people not saying hi anymore, but like,
0: Maybe she forgot who I am. Yeah, whatever. And what about what about criticism and then just outright bullying from people? You know, it happens everywhere. It no, happens, it happens everywhere. Yeah, some people. How, how do you deal with all of that? Because for some reason, when you're in the limelight, people f- feel like, yeah, Vele you wanted to be there, so mm. I have all the right in the world to tell you that I don't like you. I yeah. hate this about you. Yeah. What's how do you deal with all of that stuff? Um. <laughs> um you have to understand
1: for some people just being mean to Terry Peter is as successful as they'll ever become.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and yes. they will go around and be like, you know, I did this to Terry, mm. you know, and that's their claim to fame or mm. their success. And you have to, some people be sincere and be like, Oh, you know, I don't think this works. Oh, you know, um, I, 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 we all have the right to say our opinions with respect, I, I think mm. And uh, as long as you don't come you know, to me and disrespect me mm. um, Your opinion does not pay my bills
0: this and is yeah, well this is it, a good it, point it to yeah, make. It yeah. really doesn't. Yeah. So
1: um if you're gonna come and insult me, you might get punched in the face. So that it might just happen. <laughs> um, I'm not
0: saying it, it might. <laughs> it might, you know. That's don't don't think that something like that will never happen is what uh, you're saying. Yeah,
1: safe. yeah, but I don't like punching people, so.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. Um you know being Terry Petro and then again being the 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 very attractive and beautiful and gorgeous woman that you are. Thank you. I'm sure you've attracted some, you know, some men who just think that they can come up in your face and really they they have no idea what they're doing and they they disrespect you or they go too far, they cross the line. How do you deal with that kind of behavior because I imagine that that comes a lot with being who you are.
1: Unfortunately for me, no. (laughs) I think people are scared of me. (laughs) That's why I said thank you and like, oh, I'm beautiful, Michael, really, because I think people are scared of me. I think I have this, um, a mean resting face. Oh, really? And they're like, oh, she's so mean. Well, maybe, well, maybe they're just a little
0: bit intimidated. It could be that. Yeah. That's like, you know, a more mature way of looking at it. And And uh, it doesn't sound like you mind (laughs) (laughs) that people are a little bit intimidated by you. Um
1: uh, no, I don't mind. Like I um I won't put myself out there to be um walked all over. Yeah. And to make people comfortable, I'm just who I am. If you feel like, you know, you've got something to say to me, then then you'll get like a minute or two of my time. Yeah. Um but this is not an invitation. Yeah, me I mean, it's certainly not an invitation for <laughs> yeah. you to think But that. also it helps because I grew up in the township. And, you know, so Rokhot's the way those guys, you know, they'll like flay, flay. And if you like whatever, I will be. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, like, a, yeah, so that, like, yeah, those things the Yeah, some of them are older now and
0: they still do the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> it never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> um, okay, Terry, then let's talk about let's talk about the business side of Terry Pet, of the businesswoman, because mm-hmm. you did mention a movie when I spoke about mm-hmm. Karen um van der Lach. Um, Aside from the actress that we've gotten to know, uh, you are doing a, a heck of a lot of other stuff that, you know, we might not necessarily be aware of. So let's yep. t- Tell us a bit about that. Um,
1: hmm. I run my own company, Leading Lady. Okay. Um, it's an investment holding that has uh, a production arm. So Leading Lady Productions, we just did our first film. And then and the Mechanic. Yeah. Uh, last year, which is coming out this year, Karen's in that film. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, starring, starring Fulu, Mugwan, and Kenneth Ngo, uh, Yeah, so I'm excited about that. And there's a slate of films that
0: we're working on. Now, uh, what, what's that like, making a movie? I mean, y- you know, they It's scary. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it, it's scary because suddenly, uh, as a
1: producer, you realize how tough things are. As an actor, I can just tell you my rate. And if you can't meet my rate, then... Um, whatever yeah. but now being a producer and an actor having to negotiate and you know with the little budget that you have having to like make the most of it mm. um it was a challenge and i mean even now there's a lot of um learning that that happened in the, you know past year about the industry about how uh, stuff you know is done and uh thankfully I was surrounded by people that knew more than I knew and uh willing and generous to help, you know, with information, very generous information and uh and all we wanted was to make um a special film which I think we are ninety percent there can't wait for the world to see it yeah and yeah um it 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 has to start from a good story once you have a good story um everything will motivate you to want to tell that story and we had a great story and a great script and a beautiful cast and yeah
0: what would you say the environment is like for females in production you know you producing your own movies now Uh, but but tell me about what it's like for for other females who want to be in your position, is it is it still difficult for females to get in there? Or? I mean, it's
1: it's it's the industry as a whole. Like, it's never easy, but there are opportunities right now. I mean, there are a lot of um, uh, government funding, uh, you know, companies like NMVF, uh They just introduce a slate of uh, films they want to fund. Uh, there's the new, you know, emerging uh, fund for uh, funds for emerging filmmakers. Um it's also it depends on the kind of stories you want to tell because those budgets are limited. They're mm. never enough. You can never have enough. Um but at least it's a start for, you know, people who wanna start, you know, at least you have like DTI is also, you know, one of the support structures for the film industry. Yeah. So they there are funds, but is it enough? No. For me I think what we need most is for um our films to be marketed more than anything if we can get more funds for marketing because you can do a great film if no one knows about it, then that's unfortunate because no one's going to go and see it.
0: There's a lot of excitement um, around locally produced television, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, shows like Rockville, for mm. example, um, a new show, Ayeye Yeah just started on Vuzu. Like there's a lot of excitement about the fact that local stories are being told and they're being told so well mm. by South Africans. Um, is that an avenue that you see yourself going in, it, or are you just do you want to just focus on the movies or in terms t- of production? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, um, for me, it's it's if if it makes
1: sense, if it's a good story, and I feel like there's a need for it to be there, and I want to associate myself with it, I'll definitely be part of it, uh, whether it be film or or, or television. And um, I've never separated the two, mm. um, as you know, I've done them, you know, next to each other. You know, it was Tootsie then Zone Fourteen, and then you know Catch a Fire, and then. You know Hopeville so I've always tried to to to, to find the balance um and I, even you know as a producer I'd, I'd love to do that
0: and and what about directing one day I mean is that that's one thing is that was, a seat that you see yourself taking one day taking a, um, a seat in the director's chair um, you know what um, three
1: years ago, I was convinced that's what I was gonna do, and I had a scholarship from New York Film Academy because oh. I applied, and then they I, somehow they go like, "Oh my God, you Terry Peter from you know talking yeah. blah blah blah, welcome! You don't need to pay. What? We have a scholarship for you. Come study whenever you're ready." And life just happened. A lot of things happened, yeah. and I couldn't okay. pursue that. And I was convinced at the time that directing is what I want to do uh, haven't seen how hard they work <laughs> I worked with Sarah Bledger like close, and I was like I would feel so sorry for her you know, and at least I'll still take meetings and you know leave said every now and then and yeah. she had to be there from you know an hour before to, you know, the, the end of the day. And like, okay, maybe it's something I'd like to delay a bit. So um, you
0: got a bit of a reality check.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let me just get this producing thing going for now. And let's see, unless there's, you know, I mean, I have a short film that I still want to do. So definitely that I'll direct maybe in the next um five years or so, whenever, yeah. I don't know. It's also a bug, like if it bites you, then you want to do it. Yeah. But for now, I'm like... <laughs>
0: but i mean it just it just sounds like you've got really a lot on your plate you know you're producing movies you're you're acting you're traveling you i mean you're doing a lot mm. d- 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 what do you do to relax to unwind to shut the world out and to just listen to your own you know I, sh- I, I still need to do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> you haven't yeah. taken a break no. yet. no well i'm i'm, I'm Went on holiday, just came back not so long ago, but still I feel like I need another holiday to yeah. recover from that one. Um, I'm, I must say I'm blessed and I'm happy. I'm in a good space. Um, I love when I work. I love when things are happening, when all your dreams and ideas become projects and plans. And you know, what I mean, like that's a good space to be in. Uh, but I, 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 I tend to like, you know, take time off. I love to cook. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so those are things like, okay, I'm just gonna cook for my friends and mm. relax or spa day or whatever. Like the normal girl stuff. The normal
0: girly stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's good for the soul. Yeah, but
1: <laughs> travelling is also one of those things that um, you know, it's for me it's like an experience I always look forward to.
0: Now where do you enjoy travelling to? Do you see do you get to see a lot of the continent or do you like to, you know, do the whole American, European or the island thing. I mean, what, what, are, what are some of the, what are, what are some of your most, more favorite places, um, in the world? Or maybe you just like traveling throughout the country. Yeah. Which is, you uh, we, know, is great. Yeah. No, we, we have a beautiful yeah. country. We have a
1: beautiful country. I still want to do like, um, the road trip, do the garden route. And, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. still want to do that. Um, I, I'm, I'm a simple pimple. You know? <laughs> if the people are amazing, I'll be there again. Um, I love Paris as much as I love India, which is like mm. how can the two make sense? Mm. Uh, for me, it's the experiences and the person that you become after all these experiences, and how you realize how small the world is, and how harder you have to work, and it's 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 the eye openingness of it, mm. and it's the um is the pain that comes with the jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like a lot of things that happens, but um but you love it all. Well, yeah, I love it all. I mean, I I still want to explore. I I've been to to Nigeria. I'm scared to go there right now, which is very sad. Mm, um, with all
0: the stuff that's happening in the news That's you mean, actually yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a very sad story. Yeah. But um, that's that's where you'd like you'd love to to go. No.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm just saying I've been like, I would like to go to, you'd to like Ghana to go, yeah. nah, Ghana, I've okay. never been to Ghana I'd love okay. to go to Ghana um, Kenya is beautiful, I mean I enjoy the safari In mm. Kenya and um, Zanzibar Is one of my favorite places Yeah, I,
0: gosh, I so badly want to go to Zanzibar I just have this idea that it's just You know, this sexy place with like Sexy people it and is just sexy like <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have in my mind So I'd really love to go
1: there Yeah no, it's 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 beautiful, and it's not that far as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, Terry, thank you so much for coming through this afternoon, even though you are feeling sick a little Actually, bit I under I feel the weather. Better right now. Oh well, that's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so, so, <laughs> I'm so relieved. But just remind us when will we be able to to see your movie? Um... I don't have
1: the date yet. Okay. Uh, we're still in pre, you know, post production. Post production. All right. Well, and, well, that's fine. But de-
0: um, definitely this yeah. year sometime. Uh, dis- yeah.
1: No, no, no. It has to come out this year. Okay. And there's a one that I just shot where I'm, um, you know, lead actress. Yeah. That will come out beginning of next year or end of the year. We'll still. Sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to seeing all of the, the work that you've been putting in behind the camera and behind the scenes. So, and um, good luck to your company, Leading Lady. I hope that, you know, it becomes just as successful um as a company, as you have as an individual. And we're very proud to call you South African. Um Yeah, so thank you so much for coming through this oh, afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right. It was fun. Okay, uh, so I'm going to wrap it up here for uh, this edition of Between Two Femmes. Uh, Aspasia will be back next week. We'll catch up with her and what it was like being in Australia, the Australian outback. Maybe she got to pop in and watch a bit of the Australian Open. Who knows? You know, Aspasia lives a very glamorous life. But uh, we'll be back next week, Thursday. Aspasia and myself, Mabale Muloy, right here on Cliff Central. Mm-hmm.